0: Mityakov brings it back in, drops it off to Zygris. Trevor takes it in behind the net. He scores! A
1: lacrosse goal! Exactly what Allen Lozov asked for. Matejchuk pivots away again from Kaskimaki, Plays it back to Lambert with a shot. Rebound scores!
2: They've got true combo and Kenna open the scoring. Connor Bedard tracked by Robert Thomas. Bedard shoots wide to the stick side of Bennington. Kuryshev plays the rebound for Bedard down low. Bedard! It's the scores! cross style scores! Unbelievable! Sports <laughs> Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Good morning and welcome to the Kevin Carrier Show here on Sports 1440. Kevin taking an additional very well-deserved day off today as he uh, makes his way back from Melville, Saskatchewan where he spent the holiday uh, weekend with his family back in the homeland. So Brandon Douglas... Sitting in for Kevin this morning in what is a uh, very special edition of the Kevin Carrier Show. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, enjoyed the extra couple days off. Uh, Whether you are back at work today, still enjoying an extended uh, holiday season heading into the new year, or maybe you were at work the uh, the entire weekend. Either way, we appreciate you tuning in here to uh, Sports 1440 on this lovely Wednesday morning. As I mentioned, a, a special edition of the Kevin Carey Show. And no, that's not because Kevin is not here and I am. Uh, if anything, that makes it much less special. But we've got a best of edition of the show today. Uh, we'd still love to to get your text. And if you got a call for us, uh, please feel free to uh, dial in one 401 1440 As I am uh, live here in the studios, uh, the Stingray Studios from West Edmonton Mall. So I'd love your text. We had a lot of great sports uh, over the holiday weekend uh, going back to Friday and Saturday. The Oilers seems like a lifetime ago already, but uh, a big win over the Rangers on Friday. Some great games on Saturday with a couple Michigan goals from Trevor Zegras and Connor Bedard to uh, try and one-up each other. And then uh, the World Juniors getting underway right after the wrap-up of a great um, kind of Christmas slate of NFL games with some big upsets starting with the Saturday morning all the way to uh, the Monday nighter with the Ravens over the Niners so uh, if you got a comment for us please feel free to drop it but as I mentioned the best of show we've got a great uh, lineup of interviews that we've accumulated over the past four months uh, running down a couple of them we actually had to split into two because they were a little bit on the long side so we're going to start things off with Kelly Rudy right at the top of the hour here at seven o'clock then a double dip of Shane Doan Terry Poole the former MLB player will be at the the top of the eight o'clock hour Paul Bizonette Katrina LeMay Doan in the uh, 820 and 840 slots. And then uh, Ladislav Schmid, who of course is usually our Thursday co-host here on the Kevin Carey Show. But uh, going back to his second week in the co-host chair, Laddie kind of opened up a little bit about his personal journey from uh, recovery and now into sobriety. So uh, we kind of cut that one up into a great little block for us at the 9 o'clock hour. Double dip of Kelly Chase with Grant Fuhrer, 920, 940. And then heading into the final hour of the show, Ryan Whitney from Spit and Chickles, Kenny to the former pro boxer from here in the Edmonton area. That one also a double dip for the 1020 and 1040 spots. Without further ado, I think we may as well get right into it. Uh, starting with Kelly Rudy, uh, the former NHL goaltender and now panelist on Hockey Night in Canada, uh, analyst with the, the Flames broadcast as well. Kelly is uh, this morning brought to us by Fountain Tire. Uh, Fountain Tire, more than just tires, they offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their expert mechanics. Visit FountainTire.com to see all the mechanical services that they offer. Kelly sat down uh, earlier this fall with uh, Kevin and Grant Fear, a person he's crossed paths with uh, many times over the course of his career. So here's that conversation with Kelly Rudy
0: program kevin carries in with you uh, with our co-host grant fear in coachella valley uh, grant we'd like to welcome in uh an old buddy of yours kelly rudy uh kelly welcome to the show how you doing big guy i'm doing well congratulations kevin on the new show and grant look at you
3: a uh, uh, media superstar now the last few years i love it i gotta follow your lead <laughs> well, don't follow my lead. Uh, my career's gone in the toilet. So uh, <laughs> be yourself. And uh, no, Kelly, thanks for the invite. This is great. I'm happy to see that you're back on the airways where
0: we all love you. Well, I appreciate that, Kelly. And uh, you do such a great do- job down in Calgary. And again, now Grant—he's just you know he couldn't take it. He he wanted to get in and get in and on the swing of things, get into the business. But uh, do you guys remember, Kelly? We'll start with you. Do you remember the first time you kind of um, came across each other back? In in the day here in Edmonton and area,
3: yeah, I do. Uh, so th- very similar to uh, Mark Messier. I uh, I lived out in the west end of Edmonton, as you probably remember, a yeah. place called Elmwood. Grant was from uh, Spruce Grove. Everybody knows that. And <clears throat> Grant's a year younger than I am. And at around in around I don't know, say about fifteen or something like that. We started to hear whispers about this guy, Grant Fuhrer, and uh, similar to what we had heard about Marc Messier. And so he was always on my radar. I don't think I saw Grant play minor hockey, but I know for a fact that uh, we had a number of great battles in the Western Hockey League. He, of course, with Victoria. I was with Medicine Hat. Uh, and uh, I just fondly remember those battles because, you know, whenever you hear about a guy uh, that's that good, you want to see him and you want to compete against him. And then, of course, Grant and I were teammates for a couple mm-hmm. of times uh, in the 87 Canada Cup and then briefly in Los Angeles. So uh, one of my favorite teammates of all
1: time.
0: Grant, what do you c- recall about the first days when you kind of ran across Kelly here in town?
1: Didn't we go to Doug Message hockey school one year out in Winterburn too? Yeah, Yeah, that's right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Who else was there? Clint Clint Malarchuk. Weren't
3: we? was there as well? Yeah, oh yeah. Clint, yeah, that's right. So uh, I also think, Grant, one time we were uh, jeepers. This is going to be maybe around 1990 or 91. Dominic Hoschuk, I think, was still a Chicago Blackhawk. And uh, we went back to that conditioning camp, Kevin Primos, and I was at the U of A. And it was you, myself, and Dominic Hoschuk, the three goalies at the uh, conditioning camp, which looking back upon, I'm like, man, is
1: that ever cool? Yeah, actually, I remember that. Because there wasn't very many conditioning camps I went to.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good very stuff. Very funny. Yeah, for sure. So Grant, then I'll start with you and then Kelly, you can kind of uh, follow Grant. But what about the WHL yeah. days when you guys were uh, in Victoria and Medicine Hat? Go ahead, Grant, and then follow up, Kelly.
1: Well, those were great days. I mean, at the time, Medicine Hat and Victoria had a little bit of rivalry because they'd swap coaches. Jack Shoop had yeah. started in Medicine Hat and came out to Victoria, and Patty Janelle was in Victoria and had gone out to Medicine Hat. So there was a little bit of rivalry there, and... I think for the coaches, the games might have had a little extra meaning. Yeah, I totally remember that, Grant.
3: That was the sideline that uh, we're, you know, we were young people at the time. Uh, The first time we played against each other in the WHL, I think you were 17 and I might have been 18, if I get my years correct. And it was, uh, you know, you were still so focused on your own play, but we did know of that rivalry and the uh, coaching swap and all that. Uh, I I remember uh, with Grant that uh, he was extremely... Uh, talented, but extremely athletic. And I remember Grant or, uh, Wayne Gretzky, teammate of both of ours, after saying Grant was the, uh, most athletic, uh, player he's ever played with in any position. That was cool. I don't know, Grant, if you went through the same sort of thing that I did in, in Medicine Hat, that, you know, when you're playing amateur hockey, uh, it's great and, you know, people come to see you play, but it's nothing like, when you're playing where people have to pay their hard-earned money to go see a play as it was the case in victorian medicine and the point i'm trying to make is once you finally get to that level and maybe you're on your own i know one time i was with a teammate we were in the medicine hat mall and the game didn't go very well the night before and fans recognized the other player his name was kurt broadhead And uh, they came up to him, and I was standing beside Kurt. Uh, The person didn't know that uh, I was the goalie the night before and said, man, did that Rudy ever play terrible last night? (laughs) And so you start (laughs) to learn what it's like to be in a market where people recognize you. Now, Grant, you had that uh, all your time in Edmonton and Toronto and everywhere, but I never played in a Canadian city in the National Hockey League, so it wasn't the same sort of intense Feeling away from the rank and I've always admired players like you and all the others that go through that in the Canadian markets and handle it.
1: Uh, you know what? It's different, but at the same time, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it goes with expectations. And at a young age mm-hmm. in Victoria, we had full house every night. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, my hair kind of made me stand out those days. <laughs> Needless to see, not having that problem now. But so oh. no, people,
3: so you and I had those. You and I had those similar molded masks too, right? and I can't remember the guy in Edmonton that made my mask I don't know if we went to the same place but there are very similar masks you, I think you were wearing that even your early days with the Oilers and I think I moved on to a cage
1: yep. uh, what was his name? Jerry Schultz oh yeah there you go <laughs> wow how'd you pull that out of the hat so quickly? <laughs> amazing I remember, I remember strange things <laughs> we'll keep that it'll serve you well as a broadcaster
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff between uh, Grant Fear and Kelly Rudy um, so when you guys Grant you, you made it to the NHL uh, you know, a year or so earlier than Kelly did um, did you guys kind of keep tabs on even though back then you didn't play each other a lot in the early going when Kelly when you were in New York and Grant you were here did you sort of keep tabs on each other still at that time
1: Oh no! You keep tabs on where the other guys are going. I mean, I think it's oh yeah, it's a brotherhood as goalies. So you like to know where the other guys are going, what organizations they're part of, and how it's going for everybody.
3: Kelly, well, it's so true, Grant. And it's funny, you know, as much harder as you you would imagine, Kevin. So back then, in in, in the way to keep tabs, you'd either uh, open the paper the next day and look at the box score. Or maybe in the case of the Oilers or teams out west, you have to wait two days. If I was in New York because of the uh, the time change, Uh, And the box score couldn't get to print that next day. Or you had to wait for the hockey news, which would come about a week late. Uh, (laughs) But I also kept tabs not only on Grant, but his partner, Andy Moe, because Andy and I went to the Penticton Hockey School together, uh, I think, in around 1976 ish, 76, and so we were acquainted with each other from then, and then I played against uh, also Andy in the Western Hockey League, he was with Billings, we had played against him in a playoff mm-hmm. round, so all of us, as uh, Grant just said, it's a brotherhood, and we're, we're kind of connected in so many different ways, and we're always, you know, we're always competing against each other, but
1: always rooting for each other as well. Grant? No, I agree with Kelly on that. I mean, yeah, it was harder to find information. I mean, if you were lucky, the game notes were complete and they would cover the East Coast games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it, you wanted to see how the guys were doing. I mean, you had Daryl May and Clint truck that were both out in Portland. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot of guys you tried to follow and see how exactly how they were doing because they were all great goalies. And Mike Vernon was another. So I grew Bernie in Calgary. You remember? Yes. I, I, Bart Hunter, was Bart Hunter out in Regina.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, uh, Mike Byrne and I played against each other in the provincials, in the <laughs> midget uh, championships. And so there's so many different connections. Uh, Clint Milarcek and I uh, grew up in the same Elmwood uh, community. Elmwood. Uh, we played ball hockey together since we were about eleven or twelve years old. Daryl May, as you mentioned, I knew Bart. I had known for a long, long time. So. This is a really cool conversation because I didn't know we were going to go down memory road, but it's so fun that uh, we've all stayed in contact and, and cheered for each other.
0: That's for sure. Uh, Kelly Rudy, uh, Grant Fuhrer with us on uh, Sports 1440, the Kevin Carrier show. I guess, and Kelly, you mentioned it off the top in 1987. Would that have been the first time that you guys really were uh, for the Canada Cup, where you really kind of uh, got to know each other and fed off each other at a professional level? Fair to say?
3: it was for me that you know and that was my first real experience i played in the world championships the year before in moscow which was amazing but to play on this canada cup team and of course grant played every minute but ron hextall and i were uh, rotating backups and and just to be around it all it was really cool now grant i don't know if you'll remember this because you were so focused on the game but so I'm going to tell a little bit of a story here. That same year in the spring, my Islanders, we played the Capitals in that quadruple overtime game, mm-hmm. and uh, which was a great experience. But So in game two in the final against the Soviets, we're in Hamilton, and it's going to double overtime. And uh, I'm leaving the bench, walking towards the dressing room, and Gretzky grabs my arm and says something like, Hey, Kelly. After your experience in the uh, Easter epic, I want you to say a few words to the guys in the dressing room about how to prepare for a long overtime. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, what is this guy, crazy? I'm going to (laughs) go stand in front of all these guys. There's Wayne, there's Mario, there's Mark, there's Ray Bork, there's every great player on the planet. And uh, we sit down and... uh, and Wayne says something like, hey, guys, take a seat. I've asked Kelly to say a few words about getting ready for a long overtime. And I'm looking around, and everybody's looking right at me. And I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to say? But I, I came up with something about the first two minutes and last two minutes of, a, of the period being the most important because your focus was off a little bit. But anyways, that, that was a really cool memory of that. And then most importantly, Grant getting the win for the, can, for the country. And it was just a really cool celebration
1: after.
0: Grant, go ahead. I had the easy job. All I had do was play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, would the, that would be the hard job, standing up, saying something in front of everybody. Especially <laughs> at that time. I didn't say a whole lot back then.
0: Grant, do you, do you remember, Grant, the, the, the support, and Kelly touched on it between uh, you know Kelly and, and Ron Hextall, I, uh, kind of the goalie fraternity there?
1: No, I do remember that. I mean, what was our fourth? Patrick, I think, was our fourth goalie in training camp. Yeah, he was. That's
3: right, exactly.
0: Not bad. It
3: it was good the three of us would get together every once in a while, Kevin, and we'd talk about, uh, you know, our philosophy about playing goal and things, and I remember Grant saying something about, I can't remember which goalie we were talking about, but... Grant, you said something about I rely on my athleticism. If I had that guy's anticipation, I can't imagine how good I'd be. Something like that.
0: And Uh, I was thinking to myself, I think you anticipate a play pretty well, my friend, but it was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Your your styles were, how would you describe your styles to one another? How's that for a question? Similar but different. Mm Mm-hmm. I, yeah,
1: Kelly was technically sound. I might not have been as technically sound, and I relied on my reflexes to make up for some of the blunders that I made. Whereas Kelly was always in the right position, and I think that's the one okay. thing I admired watching was he was always very positionally sound. And especially got to see it. Remember the Wayne Gretzky tour? Oh my gosh, wasn't that great? It I was awesome. That, so that was we amazing. we took turns playing every second night, so you get a chance to sit and watch up close. And yeah, it was a lot of fun.
3: And, and the preparation, I think that's, that's something that uh, I, I've always uh, admired about all of my partners and getting to know Grant even more on that uh, friendship tour that Wayne took us all on. I think we went on five different countries or something during the first ever lockout. But to get back to your question about style, uh, positioning, again, was something we all look at uh, against each other or uh, uh, something that you really recognize the guy's positioning. Grant was great. I think that uh, Grant... Stay true to himself, whereas I think I had to adapt because I, I grew up playing more of a stand-up style and that was becoming uh, way too difficult and the shooters were too good. So I sort of like reckless abandon, I'd say, kind of <laughs> how I ended up at the end of my career, just trying to do anything to make a save.
0: What What do you guys recall of that Wayne Gretzky tour? Because that was, uh, well, it's a long time ago already. What, 94, 95? When was it? 94. 94, yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll start here, Grant, yeah. if I can. Yeah, sure. what I remember
3: about that tour, almost no sleep. We had a good time, Kevin. <laughs> I bet. Oh. <laughs> Grant.
1: Oh, that, there was a lot of fun had by everybody, but the great part was you knew you were playing every second game, so you could relax yeah. a little bit, and we get to see some great cities, some great cultures. And we may have partaken in some of the cultures.
0: (laughs) So it was uh, during the lockout, guys, right? So then where did you all go? Finland, for sure. Where else? A couple of places in Finland. We started in Sweden. Uh,
1: Where else did we go? Germany, Switzerland. How did the travel work back then?
3: If if I'm not mistaken, we started in Helsinki. Then we went to Tempore. Then we went to... uh, uh, Sweden, as you mentioned, I think we played in three cities in Sweden then we went to Norway and then I think we finished up in Freiburg, Germany, which was so cool right right, Grant, it was an outdoor rink with just a roof, it was snowing mildly that night, the fans were singing as you would (laughs) expect at a soccer match,
1: it was so, so cool, what a great trip Grant? Yeah, That's one of the more fun trips that I've had and everybody enjoyed it everybody we had fun playing i think you take a great group of guys throw them together and you get to see the talent but you get to every, see everybody have fun because it wasn't quite as serious as some of the nhl games so everybody got a chance to enjoy themselves a little bit i, mean, I should ask charlie yep. the graham freiburg him and Cough changed at the same time i should ask him oh, about no. that <laughs>
3: we went from a two-on-two to a 2 on 0 I remember that now. Do you, Grant, do you remember Brad Jansen, the the rep from CCM at the time? And uh, I do. Gretzky was so kind. Yeah, they had a jersey, Jansen jersey, and he played that game. And I remember him sitting on the bench and uh, he was in tears. He thought he was coming over to be the equipment rep for the company that he represented, and, and in the final game in Freiburg, he was playing on the ice in the game with us, and I'll never forget that smile and the tears coming down his cheeks. That was such a cool moment. No,
1: that was just an awesome trip. I mean, you couldn't ask for more than anything.
0: How long did it last, guys? Was it just like a couple of weeks, or how long did it go for? Yeah, I would think it was i think it was a long couple of
3: weeks (laughs) yeah it was i think it was just before i think it was in early december and i recall getting home a few days before christmas if my memory serves me well
1: it sounds about right i think we started with an exhibition game in detroit against the vipers and then flew across and played and we were there for i don't know a good couple weeks I don't know if
3: you'd remember this, Grant, but that game against the Detroit Vipers, by the way, they were a really good team in the IHL at that time. And so we played in that arena in Auburn Hills because we couldn't play in the, the NHL arena because of the lockout. And the Vipers were a good team, and we went to overtime, and there was nothing settled in overtime, so I was the goalie that played the second half. And I lost that game in a shootout. I'd never experienced a shootout before, and these guys were slick. They were—they knew what to do—and I was like, uh, uh, just trying to hang in there. And and we lost. But you know, that's kind of what that tour was like. We played some really, really good teams. I—I I was really surprised by the Norwegian team. They were excellent. Like they—I had no expectation what kind of game this was going to be, and my guess my point with this is that that is how far hockey's come I mean there's some good players over there that a lot of people in North America don't
1: even uh, recognize yeah and we got to see their best because they they were desperate to beat us so we get, we get yeah, to see their best hockey.
0: You know, uh, we could go on for hours here, um, for sure, Kelly. And I think, uh, I hope we can do this again, Kelly, because uh, I think uh, I think you had a lot of fun uh, going down memory lane. Um, and we, uh, this was just the tip of the iceberg, actually. I mean, we've got a lot of things to cover that I didn't, we never even got to here. So
3: uh, Nice hearing from you again, Grant. And uh, stay in touch. We'll talk soon, my friend.
2: I look forward to it. Great talking to you, pal. That was Kelly Rudy, uh, Hockey Night in Canada panelist, a member of the Calgary Flames broadcast team, and of course, former NHL mm. goaltender, uh, originally from the Edmonton area, grew up playing with, uh, with and against Grant Fear uh, across a number of levels of competition. Great to have Kelly on. That one was back from September 12th when he hopped on with Grant and Kevin. Kelly was brought to you by Fountain Tire. Ask Fountain Tire about their seasonal tire storage once you get your winter tires put on and uh, if you don't already I know the weather has been kind but uh, it's only a matter of time before that snow starts coming down uh, by the inch by the foot so uh, head on over to Fountain Tire and get your winter tires taken care of and then ask them about their seasonal tire storage as well. When we come back we will check in with our next guest on our list of best of here on the Kevin Carey show it'll be Shane Doan, current uh, assistant general manager with the Toronto Maple Leafs and former NHL forward and former teammate of David Schlemko, who helped us uh, line this one up. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440. Just creeping up on 7.30 here on Wednesday morning from the Stingray Studios in West Edmonton Mall. Welcome back to the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440. Brandon Douglas sitting in for Kevin as he uh, enjoys a very well-deserved additional day off uh, here over the holiday break. Kevin will be back uh, tomorrow and Friday as we uh, reload with the NHL schedule getting Resumed uh, with the Oilers in action tomorrow night. But today, continuing our best of program. uh, Next up, we have a double dip of Shane Doan, the uh, former NHL or longtime Arizona-slash-Phoenix Coyote teammate of our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko. Shane Doan is brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Kevin uh, got himself a brand new uh, Ram 1500, and they still got tons down in the showroom uh, up in St. Albert. So uh, head on over, speak to the management team. They'll be happy to get you lined up uh, if it's a late Christmas gift, maybe a special one for the new year. St. Albert Dodge is the place to go to find everything you need when it comes to uh, all your Ram, Jeep, and Chrysler products. Here is Shane Dome with Kevin and our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko.
0: We welcome in Shane Doan to Sports 1440. Shane, you're with Kevin Carey's and David Schlemko. Thanks for coming on this morning
4: oh thank you guys for having me on hey Schlemmer how you doing big boy I'm doing great Donor. how about you bud (laughs) I'm doing well well.
0: how often and how hard was it to keep Schlemmer in line all those years in Arizona
5: (laughs) (laughs) it was it it was it was never hard to keep him in line we might have done it often but it was never hard to keep him in line (laughs)
0: Uh, you guys played what four seasons or so together what what was it like for you Donor?
5: You know what, it was one of those things that I, well, I watched Schlemmer kind of become just the as a young guy when he came in and then he started to get confidence and started to show what he was capable of. You could see his ability to handle the puck and, and be deceptive and, and make moves and, and do things. And yet, he was always at first. I don't think he was confident to do that. And then, as he got more and more confident, it was just fun to watch him grow into the player that he was. And, um, he was so valuable for us and such a big part of our team. And it was it was a lot of fun to see a guy that comes from he was playing in Medicine Hat and kind of growing and then become an NHL player that was bona fide NHL. Top four defensemen in the in the league, and uh, I was just I was really impressed
4: with yeah. uh, with what he
5: did
0: and how he did it. And Schlemmer, what do you recollect when you first met Shane Doan when you came to Arizona?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Doaner had a knack. I mean, I've said it on this show before that he's the best captain I ever had, but donor has a good knack for making everybody feel important whether you're a player whether you're staff whether you're just some fan you just met so um i i was able to feel comfortable right away coming in even as a call-up coming in from the minors and uh you know that's that's huge for a young guy especially a guy like me not being drafted and not really having any of that experience with uh, some of the high picks that come in for the development camps and yeah. that, so I was pretty eyes wide open coming <laughs> in and and donor made me feel uh, real comfortable
0: and you guys would well, you say you were a veteran group, Shane that you know that welcomed him in like Schlemmer, and you had Dave tippett obviously too, so
5: yeah, yeah, and that was a big part of it for us when we started having success, it was because of our back end and we added. With adding, you know, you bring in the young guys. Which we had Schlemmer and, and OEL and, and, and Keith Yandel and some younger defensemen, and you paired them up with like Adrian Acoin and Derek Morris and Michael Roosevelt and Rusty Klesla and all of a sudden we started to have a back end that was capable we won the West and we had a, a pretty good team and it was a lot of fun to, to see that happen and and then Schlemmer being from Alberta is always special yeah. so that, it was easy for me to make him feel welcome <laughs> as part of the team because any Albertans are always welcomed
4: <laughs> I love it
0: you know that's where we're going to go with this is we're with uh, Shane Doan Kevin Carey D- and David Schlemko on Sports 1440 so Shane you're always going to be tied to the draft of 95 here in Edmonton and uh, you know everyone was calling your name they wanted the Oilers to select you. Uh, the Oilers selected uh, uh, Steve Kelly one pick before you. But, th- I mean, for years going on, did you ever think what your life would have turned out and how things would have turned out <laughs> differently for you?
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, w- I was the biggest diehard Oilers fan you ever meet. Yeah. All, I mean, and there's, well, half of Alberta, you know, the <laughs> northern half of Alberta, we are all Oilers fans with the run that they had in the 80s and anyone that grew up as a young boy in the '80s, it just made it made everything so amazing. So that was that was huge to have the draft in Edmonton, and, and I've thought about it. But then you know, once once they didn't pick me, mm-hmm. it was kind of like you were is a girl that you liked that didn't like you, and now you really <laughs> don't like her. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, So that was always that was always really. Uh, so I always look forward to the opportunity to playing against. Edmonton,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and that was probably the 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 thing that I look most forward to, is finding a way to win that game.
4: Yeah, I mean, when I came back to Edmonton, even in my ninth, tenth year in the league, I always still felt a little bit nervous playing at home in front of my friends and family. Do you feel the same, or no?
5: Oh, 100%. And, and it's that good feeling, like that excited mm-hmm. feeling, that feeling like when you looked at the you always looked at the calendar to see where it was and when it was that you were going to be playing Edmonton you kind of hoped for maybe in October or in March where it wasn't quite as cool yeah. but uh, at the same time at the same time you would kind of do whatever you could to whenever you could and that was probably the biggest part of it was that you just you got excited about it and you had an opportunity to to play in front of friends and family and it was Northlands at that time yeah, which made yeah. it which made it so special on the fact that that's what I grew up watching the Oilers playing and that was you know I remember going to my first Oilers game they they played the Minnesota North Stars at the time and Neil Broughton beat them and that wasn't very much fun but that's, I got to go to like one game in my life as a kid and they lost.
0: I was so devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Doan with us. Uh, Kevin Carey's David Schlemko on Sports 1440. When you when you broke into the NHL, Shane, with Winnipeg, and then all the years after in Phoenix, it was it didn't come as easy as it maybe a lot of people thought it did for you at the end of your career because they always think, oh, you know, he was just pumping out 25, 30 goals a year. But at the start, it was tougher. So where and when and how did it? change for you where it became you know things started to slow down for you I guess.
5: Well I went through four different coaches in my first four years and that obviously made it a little bit more difficult. than the No yeah because you're always having to prove that you can play and I was the youngest guy on the team so that always made it kind of feel like it was going to be a little bit more difficult to get ice time and it's going to be a little bit more difficult harder to get an opportunity to play because a new guy would come in and be like, Oh, hey Shane, so saw you played on the fourth line, you can play physical. Okay, let's do, let's do, really focus on being solid defensive. And I was like, hey, there was a time when I could score, but um <laughs> that might have passed. And and that was kind of just par for the course in regards to the in, in the in regards to the in regards to the just being a young guy in the NHL, yeah. so um, that's also the hard part. When when I watch young guys now start to struggle with their confidence and for it to be difficult, it's always like you, you never know. The situation matters so much. Who, who where they go, and and, and uh, what type of environment they're in, and, and he, I find that that's kind of the new thing that makes me so fascinated with the NHLs. Uh, what they need to develop next is kind of that environmental awareness, and I think that's huge.
4: Hmm. yeah is that something you kind of always remembered uh from starting out being a young guy because i remember you were the only kind of leader captain i ever had And i played on a lot of teams uh that would <laughs> stay out so late you were always out there like one of the last guys on the ice just shooting with the young guys playing games whatever um does that have something to do with you being a young guy coming up as an 18 year old
5: A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, and I really, like I'm a genuine fan. Like Schlemmer is an NHL hockey player Mm -hmm. and played in the NHL. And I got to be friends with NHL players. And that was one of like, that was kind of the cool part. Like, like obviously everything that the NHL player does is is unique and cool, but to, to genuinely be friends with them is, is something that Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed. And, and so playing those games and doing that was was a big part of it. But I think that environment that you create as an organization is so vital for people to feel um, important and valued and, and somebody, something that can really help a group. And for me, that was probably more than anything. It's just trying to find an environment that people enjoy being at the rink because when you enjoy being at the rink, you you'll, you'll do a little extra. You'll find a reason to... To stay on the ice a little longer and, and that's all I think contributes to your team being
0: better Shane Doan with us on Sports 1440 so I'm assuming uh, Doaner that you're like pretty well every guy that's played in the NHL that you don't necessarily miss the game but you miss the guys <laughs>
5: Oh yeah. yeah, it's the relationships. It's always the relationships. It's you know I'm talking with with, with even once I've retired, Schlemmer and Chipper or Kyle Chipchura will yeah. text or do something. We'll we'll do something to, and it's immediate. It's like the yeah. the second you see a, a text from those guys, you, it brightens your day and you get excited because those are the relationships that you developed and the guys that you know and like and and, and you can't wait to hear from them or talk to them and when you're together it feels like it's, could have you could have been playing yesterday together even though it's been you know, 5, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years for some of the guys that I come across now and it's so cool to have those opportunities to do that and it's so cool to have uh, those relationships, and without a doubt, it's it's that. But I really do miss playing in the in the games too. Like I really do. I love to play. I play with the alumni. I play with the rec league team. And <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I was going so to say, kind of play. miss
4: playing too. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you had the sickest toe drag ever,
4: oh. swimmer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna get donor on every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And Vern Fiddler yeah. too. The four of us. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Good Fids on here. Fids yeah, well,
5: his boys. His boy's about to be go really high in the draft. He's a
4: good hockey player. Yeah, yeah he's having a good year. Yeah.
0: I was so, actually, yeah, I, I, I a really was really good year. Uh, donor, I was talking to Kyle Chipper about uh, uh, Blake Fiddler yesterday, and just yeah, the, didn't he work
5: with you guys? Wasn't he there with you guys, Slimmer and Chipper?
0: Um, he yeah. didn't end up
4: coming to NAX, but uh, Chipper is working with the Oil Kings this year as a uh, player uh, development. So uh, yeah, he's okay. working with them. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, so, and he's that
0: kid's a good hockey player yeah he's been big too he's 6'3 already still yeah. growing into his body
5: he, should, he can eat
0: an apple off of Vern's head. So a lot bigger than was. Shane Doan with us on uh, Sports 1440. We've got lots of texts uh, about uh, the farm in Hellkirk and, Helkirk and uh, how uh, it says Bernie's one of the nicest people I've ever met. That's your dad. Uh, how often do you, you kind of get back there and just kind of, you know, touch on, you know, growing back, and everyone talks about your your old man strength that you had from being on the farm, you know, when you're, you know, a young, young guy. So just to touch on that, Shane
5: yeah that that's well that's good I enjoy the farm a lot I enjoy coming home and being in, in Hellkirk and being back there it's something that uh, my kids enjoyed I enjoy it. my daughter was just there for for a week looking at the horses and going over the horses both my, my youngest son and my youngest daughter went back and worked on the ranch this summer and they do it every summer and mm. I usually try to get out. It's going to be way more difficult now with the new position, but I try to get out two or three times uh, either in the spring and then in the fall and then once during the summer. Maybe not as much during the winter, but in the spring, fall, and summer, <laughs> yeah. I tend to get there as much as I can. But uh, um, it's a special place. And, yeah, I had an opportunity to grow up doing all that stuff. That, And I agree, there's an element that, that kind of that, that farmer strength is, is, is valuable, and I, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to get that.
2: That is Shane Doan, current assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs and, of course, former longtime NHL player, former teammate of our Wednesday co-host on a regular Wednesday, that is uh, David Schlemko. We got more Shane Doan coming up. Uh, reminder, Shane Doan is brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. They have a ton of Ram 1500s all dressed up and waiting for you with an incredible 20% off MSRP. That's savings up to $14. This is the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. We got more Shane Doan coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the Kevin Carey Show here on Sports 1440. Brandon Douglas sitting in for Kevin this morning as he migrates his way back from Saskatchewan where he spent the holiday break with family. We will uh, dive right back into the rest of our conversation from earlier this fall with uh, Kevin, Wednesday co-host David Schlemko and former NHLer and teammate of Schlemmer's Shane Doan.
0: Right Shane Doan with us on Sports 1440. Text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 1440 This comes from John W. Uh if you can ask Shane about his brother and Shane being on the TV show Man Tracker.
4: <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Your poor brother, you left fun. in the dust.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, we,
5: we, we had a good time doing that. He he loved that show, like loved that show. And I was in the U.S., and it hadn't really made it to the U.S. the way it was in Canada at the time. Yeah. And it just started, it was kind of weird earlier on in the seasons. And he asked me, he's like, hey, he was teasing me about, he's like, if you're a big deal, you can get us on this show, Man Tracker. And I was laughing about the fact that I wasn't a big deal and I couldn't. And so I said, okay, well, make one phone call. And when I did, it was funny because they asked, they're like, hey, um, we'd love to have you on with another player. And I was like, oh, the only reason I'm doing this is because of my brother. And I can find you two players. If you want two players, I'll get you two players. So I... I suggested Mo and lynx I was like, hey, you guys <laughs> oh, talked to... <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> hey, well, how could- neither of them would have said very much, but uh, <laughs> um, they it would have been unbelievable, and they would have flown, flown through that whole thing. They would, they would have been great at it. But I suggested them... And then they're like, well, I mean, if your brother really wants to do it, it's... and then they asked if he was cool. They're like, is your brother cool? I'm like, what? I... <laughs> yeah, I think he's cool. He's my brother. I think. And so then and after about, I don't know, it was probably about 10 minutes, they called back, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it with you guys. And I was like, oh, all right. So then I called my brother, and he was like, wait, we're really doing this? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I got to talk to my boss, and he's like, "No, I'll I'll ret- I'll, I'll quit if they don't <laughs> want to do this. I'll quit. I won't do. I won't work anymore." So then, uh, yeah, it was. So we had a blast. It was. They were un- absolutely unbelievable. Terry, the guy that's man yeah. tracker, was incredible. Ehor, the director, was great. Um, all the people that uh, Lawrence, the cameraman, those guys were incredible. We had so much fun doing it, and it was an absolute. The only part of it that's not realistic is that they can't. They can't track you at night, so you can't move at night, oh, which it makes okay. sense. Like that's not fair. Mm-hmm. So when it gets dark, you have to stop moving, which is petrifying when you're laying down in the middle of a forest. <laughs> and we'd seen, we've seen yeah. probably six or seven black bears on that. Ooh. And then, the, and before we left, this lady showed us a picture of this grizzly bear that she just saw out there. Oh. And oh my gosh, I'm like, oh well. I guess I'm not sleeping for the night so in between the two of us we kept. Are, are you awake? say, hey, are you awake? You have some bear sure. spray at least? Yeah, we had a bear spray and a bear banger but they asked us not to use them because it's hard on the bears. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not uh, planning on using them <laughs> but um, if I do, it's not going to be because it's being. I'm worrying about the bear at the moment. Right.
0: So, it's it's yeah. the old saying, uh, don't, are you a faster runner than your brother? That's all that matters, right?
5: <laughs> That's exactly well, I was going to trip him early. And once he was down, I'd circle back to see how he did. If, if, but uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's that
4: was the story, it. wasn't it? Didn't you leave him in his in your dust once? You're in a little bit better shape <laughs> than your brother at that time.
5: <laughs> you know what? At the end, he was running out of gas, and we were down <laughs> to the. We were trying to get across the finish line, and I was I had the map, and we're running down the road, and he was behind us. My brother saw a truck. And he, we hadn't – there was no vehicles in the area, zero, none. Like, we hadn't seen anybody the entire time. And this is the first time we're on a road. And he sees a truck, and he thinks the truck is – it's parked on the side of the road. That's got to be the finish line. <laughs> but I looked at the map, and I'm like, no, that's – in my head, I'm like, that's not right. That's got to be at a Y on the road is where the finish line is. And, and so he takes off running really hard, so he ran, like, full sprint. I'm like, Brooke, brook, no, no, don't do that. And then he gets there, and he's like, ah, we made it. I'm like, yeah, we got, like, another half a mile to go. And then he was done. Like, he was uh-huh. having a hard time running up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. At that point, I kind of pulled ahead of him a little bit, so... Uh-huh. um It was fun. We had a
0: blast. Shane Doan with us on Sports 1440. You've you've represented Canada so many times on the ice and and now doing it uh, in management. Uh, What's that always like for you, I guess, uh, when you've been involved with uh, Hockey Canada, Shane?
5: You know what? I've been so blessed by Hockey Canada and, and the men and women that are involved in it and the people that are involved in it and how much they care about the people and the and the participants and what everyone does—it's it it's been an absolute incredible opportunity. Um, as a player, it was unbelievable. Um, Any time I think I grew up with Rendezvous '87 and uh, Canada Cups, and uh, I grew up hearing the stories of '72 and, and everything that kind of went along with that. Uh, That's quite a bit older than you Schlemmer so don't don't worry about that but uh, yeah but all of that stuff kind of my first jersey was a Team Canada jersey so I wanted the chance to play or do anything with Team Canada has been so special for me and and, then doing it on the management side from the Spangler and the Olympics and the World Mm -hmm. Championships and all that stuff it's it was um it's been incredible and the, the people that you again it goes back to the relationships and the people that you get to know and and the people that i got to be around and the men and women that i got to be come friends with that are you know part of your life forever it's it's incredible and then the players getting an opportunity to ask someone to be on an olympic team is a pretty cool feeling and, and and same with world championships and the spangler and Seeing their reaction to play for our country as we have so much pride in as a country in hockey
4: and it 's so special yeah, I remember donor called me about four years ago. About half after year into my retirement, <laughs> asked me about the Spangler Cup. Oh. So I don't think you want to see me at the Spangler Cup. <laughs> I'm skating in about three I months. <laughs> Holy I was, moly! I was, and I was
5: really hoping that he'd say yes because uh, oh. uh, that would have been one of the cooler things. But uh, oh. it didn't work out. It didn't work out. That, that I I, had, I did the exact same thing. The exact same thing happened to me when I was I had retired. Um, Sean Burke had called me and talked. To he hmm. tried to convince Jerome and I to come play at the Olympics in 2018, and we both were humming and hawing. and <laughs> oh, ended yeah. up Making the right decision on not <laughs> on not doing it. Good. I was I was trying to convince Schlemmer, though. It was, then we were talking to somebody else, too. You had someone else. And I was like, there's two of you, wasn't there? i
4: oh, yeah, was yeah. I can't remember,
5: Chip? honestly. Was Chip? Were we trying oh, to get man. Chip? Was he in, Maybe. Was he in the K Yeah, he
4: was in the K. Yeah,
5: yeah, I think he was in China. Was yeah. he playing in that Chinese team? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, we, were to, we were trying to get him to come. Oh, that would have been fun.
0: And what a uh, reunion but, uh, that would have been. Yeah.
5: Oh, and the, and the Spangler yeah. is as uh, a hockey fan, and uh, it is one of the most. Enjoyable experiences mm-hmm. I've ever been to That building they have They call it the Cathedral right. of Hockey It's a—it's made out of all wood right. It looks almost like a church from the outside And that's why they call it the Cathedral And it's its special And that location is special It's a—it's not cheap But it mm-hmm. is an unbelievable experience It's
4: wow. really cool Yeah, You should have cool. done it Schlemmer should I think I would have embarrassed myself. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: was it like Was it like Rocky Donor, where you call, you know, like about two weeks before and you got to train for it? And yeah, he was, I was seeing if he could run out
5: and the, start doing the, you know, the no-shirt push-ups yeah. and <laughs> hanging from logs in the trees and the forest. Oh, and all that. oh right. yeah. We were going to push them. Stuff that Schlemmer loves to do. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Love working out.
5: Well, I uh, the coolest part about hockey is that I think it teaches – when Towards the end of my career, I was struggling with the idea of, like, what was the point of it all? Like, you play hockey and you're done at 35 or whenever you're done, 40, whatever it is that you're done at. And you have
4: to well, you're have lucky if you're laps. done at 35, 40, <laughs> But <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, I agree. You're right. You're right. Um, and that's that's a big part of, of Uh, But you learn so much from the game. Like you learn so much from the game on how to deal with people, how to handle coaches, how to handle success, how to handle failures. And when you view it that way and you look at it that way, then you're like, oh, you know what? This is great. And everything I'm learning from the game, I'm going to be able to take with me. And so all the things that you learned, as a player going into whatever you do next whether it's your real estate handling I mean you dealt with multi-million dollar contracts already you've dealt with large, like NHL contracts are big they're big money and they have huge impact so you've dealt with all of that stuff already you've dealt with clients and you've dealt with coaches and you've had this, all those things make it so cool when you when you get a chance to play and when you're done to, to take all those skills and do other stuff that I'm excited for you that's cool I'm really excited
4: thanks Ty
0: uh, Shane, can't thank you enough for taking the time this morning. Uh, really appreciate it. And, and it was uh, good to talk about some old times with a, you know, a good friend of yours. And uh, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for doing this.
5: Yeah, well, Sleber calls and that's no problem. So <laughs> if, you, uh, if you ever need me again, Sleber, for anything, you let me know.
4: Oh, thanks, Don. Appreciate your time. And uh, best of luck with uh, Toronto.
2: That was Shane Doan, current assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs and former NHL or longtime NHL player with the uh, original Winnipeg Jets and then Phoenix slash Arizona Coyotes. Played four years with our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko. Uh, big thanks to Doaner for hopping on that one coming back at the end of November. Uh, such a great one. Couldn't cut it down. Had to split it into two parts for us. So uh, at the top of the hour, we will check in with the former MLBer Terry Poole. Uh, shares a hometown with our own Kevin Carius uh, where he's on his way back from right now. Brian Douglas sitting in for Kevin this morning. But before we get to Terry, we'll get a sports 1440 update in brought to you by First Round. You can watch NFL football at first round Monday, Thursdays and Sundays, Saturdays now too. And uh, you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year.